Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. In our Money Lessons feature tonight, we're talking to Donovan Goliath. Now, you most definitely know him as an entertainer, well-known comedian, and most recently he added acting to his many talents. A very good evening to you and welcome, Donovan. Thank you so much for having me, Sumitra. So, now we know you as a comedian, but you started out yes. in art and advertising. What was that yes. transition like? Tell me about that. You know, to be honest with you, um, the transition for me wasn't um, as hectic as uh, as people think it was because I always had this mindset that, you know, moving from creating or writing a concept and giving it to somebody else to perform, um, as, you know, as a radio ad or as a TV ad or whatever, um, all I was doing then was when I made the transition to comedy was taking those same ideas and it was me doing the performing instead of giving it to an actor or to a voiceover artist uh, to do it, you know. So okay. um, I always kind of look at it as um, it's all storytelling at the end of the day, whatever the medium is, um, this is just a little bit more instant, you know? So once you throw a joke out there, uh, the result is immediate versus putting something out when you're working in advertising and waiting for the feedback to come, this result or this feedback is immediate, which uh, can get a little tricky sometimes. So I'm thinking now about advertising and you waiting for that go ahead. I mean, and then you move into becoming a comedian. Where was the money? I'm thinking that advertising was your paying job and now suddenly becoming a comedian (laughs) and you on your own. Is there any money there as yet? Look, I'm I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, when I started in advertising, I, um, I didn't earn a lot. Um, I earned just under 4,000 rand a month and, um, you know, sometimes advertising uh, can glamorize the industry quite a bit and kind of make you believe that ah, it's not all about the money, you know, because it's such a it's such a cool, sexy industry to be in. You know, you're coming up with ideas, you're going to work in shorts and sneakers. And it's just, you know, there's such a carefree environment, but it can kind of sidetrack you a little mm. bit, um, you know, and later on you realize, oh, shucks, you know, I haven't uh, negotiated my worth here. I'm spending so many hours at work Monday to Sunday even working on pitches you know and getting a you know a salary at the end of the day and you know for me uh, comedy I think uh, was the start of me kind of taking ownership of that and going no man you know, I feel like I'm on a conveyor belt here, constantly churning mm. out ideas and working for somebody else, but not seeing any of the results. You know, it's not just about awards. You know, I've got to live here. I've got to, you know, I can't, um, you know, rent an incredibly tiny space, send money back home, you know, pay for whatever I need to pay for, you know, and, and, and still try and grow. And I couldn't save at all, basically. I, I think that's the point I'm trying to make. I wasn't saving money at all. It was basically living hand to mouth. Um, and... For me, I think going into comedy was, um, you know, I just needed to feel a bit of a spark again. I needed to feel those Mm. butterflies in my stomach. It was an industry that um, I needed to kind of go in and, you know, I guess conquer as best I could. And uh, it gave me a little bit more freedom to negotiate my worth 
um, build yourself up to a point where you can kind of nail your price and, you know, um, you know, you start doing gigs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, you start to build a bit of a reputation and, um, you know, put your, put your feet down. So, yeah, it's so you know it's so interesting. I mean, just our previous guest uh, Sibulele was talking about advertising and the fact that it is so hard. So when you say yeah. that you know it's not as glamorous as you think, there's so much of hard work that goes into it. It's so true. Uh, you also mentioned that you now started understanding your worth, earning yes. four thousand rand a month. How long ago was that? And 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 was that because? You were being undercut in the market. Were you not being paid what you should be being, what we should have been paid at that time? You, you know what it is. Um, I think it's always been a thing. There are no unions <laughs> in advertising. There's nobody that you can turn to, you know, mm. to fight for anything. You're constantly working overtime, and you don't get paid overtime. It's one of those industries where, well, if the client is not happy with it, you go back and you work until whatever time, you know, till the client is happy. That's just the nature of the game, you know. So. Uh, you know, when you start, uh, you're, you're seen as, I guess, a bit of an intern. You know, you don't really know the ropes and you're kind of given something just to just to get you by. And you immediately, like, I mean, the previous guest, you know, mentioned it and it is incredibly tough. It's very cutthroat because yeah. you're dealing with clients' budgets here. If somebody is running a five million rand campaign and you're thrown in this thing, it's all on you. To make this thing work no matter what it takes you know so there's so much pressure that you know you kind of get blindsided at times because you know there's the fancy awards there's working on tv shoots and you almost feel like getting this basic salary at times is is a reward like you can't believe this is actually a job you know i'm not bad mouthing advertising at all i think i'm just bad mouthing the fact that you know people i mean it's, it's an expensive course to study number one you know, especially if you're somebody who's so going to pay black tax, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you come in, you can't be earning a monthly salary and paying back a loan. I had to pay back a loan, you know, and then still sending money back home. You'll never survive, you know, on top of it, you are no social life. You are completely, completely burnt out constantly, you know, so it really starts to weigh on you. And I think... You know, the, the, the system, that's, this, is, this is me, you know, speaking from my personal experience. Once you start earning awards, I guess, earning your stripes, you get singled out and they go, oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, you've earned this and you've, or you've won this award. You know, we can start giving you a little bit more of a salary, but not everybody wins awards, you know, yeah. so it can be yeah. quite... Uh, soul-destroying and you start to kind of, you know, imposter syndrome kicks in. You tell yourself, oh, maybe I'm not cut out for this, <laughs> you know, because I'm not getting called up on the stages. So, hard. Well, you, you've been through it now and it sounds like you from the school of hard knocks. You had to actually yeah. experience it all and learn it on your own. Did yeah. that shape your views on money? Did you have any experience coming into that or it was really just, you know, trial and error? You learned it along the way. I had absolutely no experience. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from Mutad in the Eastern Cape and, you know, my parents didn't grow up with a lot of money, you know, and money was never spoken about in our home. It was always... You know, it's a taboo thing. You never speak about, you know, what you, what your dad earns. Like, that's yeah, never discussed. Yeah. If there were money problems, they kind of kept away from the kids and, you know, suppressed as much as possible. So you never have anybody to turn to to teach about saving, about tax, about investing, you know, this, this, all of these things that you kind of figure out later on in life. And 
you also then start to grow up with this notion of being scared. So it just passes on. The cycle just keeps going. You're scared. And at, at times, you know, you maybe in your early 20s and you still don't know this stuff. But by now, you know, you, you, you feel a bit embarrassed. You're quite humiliated. You don't want to ask people because you technically should know about this kind of thing. And me, personally, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative. You know, I'm a right brain thinker and business accounting and all of those things are not my forte. I don't yeah. particularly find any interest in those things, but I had to learn that very, very fast, you know? So that was a big problem for me. You it's know, interesting because, you know, you, everybody tends, to, I mean, it's just such a common theme that, you know, uh, yeah. that parents don't talk about it. It doesn't get passed on. You don't kind of yeah. have that uh, financial education and you walk around yeah. all embarrassed and you're too scared to ask about it. But yeah. there's so many people walking around in the same direction, also not knowing. Yeah. But because no, nobody's saying anything, nobody's actually understanding what the issue is. Nobody's learning anything. Yeah. You know, it's just constant. It carries on like this. And, you know, you move to a big city from a small town, which once you're thrown in here, like, it's, it's, it's so fast-paced, you mm. know. You can't stop and ask anybody to help you because they're all gunning for the for the number one spot as well, you know. So I think until I started uh, earning my stripes in comedy and doing a couple of corporate gigs and really earning, you know, a significant amount of money that I feel a lot more comfortable to invest and, uh, you know, speak to a financial advisor when I could afford one and go, listen, man, <laughs> here's the deal. And this happens late, eh? Yeah. I'm talking 30, in my 30s already where I have to get somebody to really, really help me because you start to look at your life and you start to go, no, man, I can't, this can't be life, you know? You can't just be working for money all the time, spending it and then going back again. You know, it's, a, it's like Groundhog Day and not, you know, seeing what it could do for you because you see successful people out there and you go, but surely not, man. Not everybody is doing what you're doing. There's no way, you know. So comedy, you know, was a really good gateway for me to once, one, understand my worth as a creative person because as we know in South Africa, you know, um, if you're in the arts, you are, this is technically seen as a hobby. So nobody's really um, going to take you seriously when you go and tell them that you're charging, you charge 5,000 rand, for example, to take pictures. Yeah. They look at you and go, what do you mean? You're just pressing <laughs> a button on the camera. There's no way, you know? So um, we really, I think, you know, if when I get really, really rich one day, I really want to develop some form of a system <laughs> to try and help and teach, you know, anybody, any creatives out there, you know, yeah. to really kind of, empower them from a very early age to go, listen, here's the deal. It's tough out there. Nobody is coming to save you. We can save you. Oh my word. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. You. I think that's a brilliant idea because, yes. you know, exactly what I was saying is that we all walk around and we're all too scared to ask each other and we're too embarrassed to say anything. And then we end up failing and then also going through, yeah. you know, the school of hard knocks. And then yes. whereas we, you, we could have had a heads up, you know, somebody to teach yes. us how to do it. So, I mean, I know comedy is not easy either. I mean, you have to work on your sets and you have to constantly be aware of what's going around around you and you need to put in the work to actually put on a good performance. So, yes. You talk about one day when you're getting rich, are you making decent money now? I am. Um, mm. I'm, I am making decent money and I really, I have to credit my business partner, Jason Goliath, mm -hmm. um, for this. Uh, you know, Jason, um, he's, the, he's the business guy. He's the finance guy. He used to run his own insurance brokerage and he kind of gave me, I guess, 
help me break break the chains a little bit and just mm. be you know just be a bit looser about this don't 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 lock yourself into the thought of money and finances like you really you know, I feel like and, and it's, it's you know what this did for me actually it unlocked my creativity as well because the moment you stay in this little bubble where you're too afraid to spend um, or to invest, mm. you start limiting your thinking as well because there are certain bounds that you feel or you tell yourself that you can't play in, you know. And Jason is uh, he's an incredible risk taker, but he's also got so much self-belief and he always, he, 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 he relies on talent, you know. He knows how talented he is. And I learned that from him completely, <laughs> you know, that you actually a lot more talented than you think you are and you should be charging a lot more go for it you know and that's exactly what happened you know that opened me up to so much and um you know I think we, that's so we, we too i mean you know jason reinvented himself as you say he was you know an insurance yes. broker you go from that to comedy i mean that's crazy but he managed yes. to do that and he was broke completely broke at one stage and completely. he built himself yeah. up but I think what's important in what you are saying and what he is saying to you is understanding your self-worth because yes. often we don't have enough confidence and we don't know how to ask for more or demand yes. what is owed to us. And sometimes if, yeah. we make, if we're doing a performance, we need to ask for what is our worth because Absolutely. otherwise you're going to be underpaid and you're going to be broke all the time, but you need to value who you are and what you're doing. And can I just add something to that mm, as well? Very you quickly. Know? And because it sounds, it sounds, I mean, you could, it sounds so easy to say, ah, oh, just go in and ask for what you worth. You actually have to go in and deliver yes, more yes. than what is expected of you. Because once you do that, it's easier for a client to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, is that what he's charging? Perfect. I know exactly what I'm going to get from this person. So you really have to show up and put in the work. It becomes a lot easier to, to name your price and put it down because you, in your heart of hearts, know also know what you bring to it. You're not trying to take anybody for a ride here because you're in it for the long game. You want to keep getting that That's call back, you know? Absolutely. So... You know, you don't only take your A game, you take your A-plus game wherever you're going. Absolutely. Every single time. Donovan, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We've run out of time and hopefully we'll chat to you again soon. My Money and Me, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.